The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindus Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindus. Yes, indeed, we are back at it, welcoming your home approval questions by phone and by text. Good morning, Andy. How are you holding up? Good morning, up? Denny. <laughs> you staying warm? Uh, I am. I am. Lots of clothes on today. I, you and everybody else. And I, I was thinking uh, that what kind of questions we're going to be getting, either by phone or by text, and that is, I'm thinking windows, uh, insulation, uh, things like that. On and Well, in fact, we just lost one more degree. It's now back to 11 below <laughs> here in the uh, Twin Cities. So are there any crews, uh, Linda's crews working today? Oh, I hope uh, no. not. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of things happening today. This is one of the first Saturdays in a long time uh, we haven't had any guys out. Even last Saturday, we had to have some people out uh, taking care of some emergencies and some leaks that uh, developed over the uh, the polar vortex. But today uh, doesn't look like I have any crews out there. Um, I know I do have people out looking in attics and looking at windows and estimators out and about doing things today because. Uh, those phone calls were hot and heavy pretty much all week with uh, the warm temperatures that frost started to melt in people's attics. So people are getting leaks. They're starting to see water accumulate on their windows or just things that they saw throughout the week. Um, that, that cold temperature really was an opportunity for a lot of people to see how their houses work. I mean, everything was overemphasized. If if you usually have a little bit of frost there, now you had a ton of frost there. So a lot of people saw some uh, flaws in their home that hopefully uh, we'll be addressing over the next month or two. Uh, is, it, is it always a bad deal when your windows, even this major sub-zero temps, uh, is it ever okay that you have a little bit of frost or it's never okay? I, I shouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's never okay. It, it all really would depend on the circumstances. If you got a little bit of frost on a on a good window because you had the shades pulled and the humidity was crazy high in that house, I, I, I guess or it's I guess thirty or it's it, thirty below and your your windows you're doing the dishes. Yes, <laughs> humidity is. Yeah, you know, um, if it's not something you ordinarily see, and it's not an issue most of the time, but every what. 25 years when we have that yeah. that cold temperatures it uh I, I really probably wouldn't worry about it but there are some some concerns that we saw in people's attics there are ways to actually make your house a little bit better but sometimes it's we overreact to uh two weeks like we had there mm-hmm. so if you have a question it could be about windows could be about insulating your uh, attic or your home in various ways uh, whatever your home improvement question is We've cleared the lines, 651-989-9226, if you want to call in your question for Andy, or send him a text, 81807, 81807. Now, like you said, too, when you get uh, you, you and your crews are test homes, this is really a good time of year to do it when it's so cold. You really can see the problem areas, can't you? Yeah, you know, I was in uh, one house. It would have been a week ago yesterday. 
And during these cold temperatures, the basement area of that home uh, was like 39 degrees. Ooh. And you could see frost coming through the wall into the shower. You could see frost forming along the bottom of the, the one corner of, of, of the house. And it really was bad. And, and we happened to be doing a siding project on this house all at the same time. And she she called. Uh, I happened to be with my siders, uh, near my siders the day she called them and, and said, I know you guys aren't done with the house yet, but I just want to make sure that this is getting addressed. And so I went out there with the siders uh, the next day we were actually working, which happened to be that, that Friday was the, the first day it was warm enough to actually work outside. Uh, we went there and we made some changes and I, I found a kind of a design flaw in how the house was built where the actual walkout basement comes into contact with the block wall. There was a really big gap there. And because we had such a big warm up, I was actually experiencing, I mean, it was only like 10 degrees outside or whatever it was last Friday, but marketably warmer than it was on Tuesday and Wednesday, um, and Thursday for that matter. But I was actually experiencing reversed reverse stack effect so it seemed like the the house was starting to pull air out of uh, out of the attic and then out the basement and i'm mm. standing on the outside of this house looking at these areas and she had some rodent issues as well um but i could feel the air coming out of the wall Whoa. while i was standing outside i'm like and i and i talked to her and she's like well when when your estimator was out here he said i probably should insulate my attic and not just insulate air seal my attic i have a lot of issues around the the perimeter of my attic so we're hoping that the new insulation on the siding new windows new roof is going to tighten it up enough where it's going to be more tolerable but it, she really does have a lot of air movement in there so I, I sat with my siders we they uh we went and got some some spray foam we did some things along that way we added a new ground breaker we actually ended up adding more siding going over the top of the brick so we could seal up those air air leaks and about three days later, they, you know, granted, it was marketably warmer outside, but her inside of her basement was like 25 degrees warmer already. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really curious to see how much it, of, a, of a difference it made going into this week. Now, this is something that we tried just on the exterior of her home that we're changing it this much. Because getting in that attic and doing that attic air sealing, we're probably talking about a four, five, six thousand dollar expense that we're trying to avoid to, to try to make this house. Is it going to be the best it can possibly be without doing that? No. But can we make it more comfortable without maybe that expense? We're we're hopeful. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Call in your home approval question uh, for Andy, or uh, send a text eight one eight zero seven. Tom. I believe he's calling from uh, Owatonna. Good morning, Tom. Andy's listening. Very good morning to you, gentlemen. Uh, question on windows. Um, we installed new windows and doors a couple of years ago. We thought they were high quality. Uh, this last week, uh, with the wind and extreme cold temperatures, I noticed a little uh, air movement around uh, the windows. My question is, uh, do the windows or the, the surrounding area, do they contract during uh, cold weather? Or is this a sign of poor quality windows or insulation, or what could it be? Well, my immediate guess is, being that these are, are newer windows, is that being that it was it was extremely cold, so that glass was probably in that window was probably getting colder than the actual wall. And I believe what, what, what your experience there is, is a form of radiant energy where the air is moving through the house, 
um, because of the cold pain there. So it's hitting that cold pain, and it's actually starting to come back at you. So it feels like your windows are drafty, but it's really just the interior air cooling down and coming back at you usually. Uh, it could be stack effect. You could have air movement in your walls. It could have been... The more you run your furnace, the more you you pressurize the house. So there could be air movement in the walls. I'm not I'm not 100% positive of that, but it, it's one of those two things would be my guess. And if it's not something you're experiencing all the time, I probably wouldn't be too worried about it. Having said that, I do have a lot of windows that were installed during the polar vortex that didn't have frost, didn't have that feeling of air coming out because we, we take a lot of precautions and the glass pack that we use in, in our windows is a very, very well insulated glass that usually no matter how cold it gets outside, it uh, you're not going to have a lot of worries. Okay. Thank you, Tom. 651-989-9226. Kevin is calling in from uh, Rosemont. Kevin, you're on CCO with Andy. Yeah, good morning, guys. Morning. So um, a real quick question here. We have a townhome, and uh, the bathroom abuts a, it shares a common wall with the garage. Um, this week, my wife was uh, hanging some uh, some things on the wall and was putting in some mollies. When she drilled into the wall, she felt like this resistance, and it wasn't like going into wood or anything like that. So we, we took a little bit of the sheetrock off just to see what was behind there, and it's like a, a hard black plastic, it looks like. And I'm just wondering if that's a, like a, a fire barrier or something like that that they would have put behind the sheet locks since it shares a, is a common wall with the garage. Uh, possibly it's a vapor barrier as well, but it, you do just the sheetrock alone there, I believe, would qualify for the, the, the firewall um, okay. that, that is tape, but it's more than likely a, a vapor barrier. Would it be a, a hard plastic, though? I, I mean, I've seen vapor barrier before, and it's like a you know three to five mil or something like that. But I'm so this is like like how thick is this plastic? It's like uh, the consistency of uh, well, it's thicker than like a a milk carton, the plastic milk carton. It's thicker than that. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if it was a wall. How long ago were these built? Uh, late nineties, maybe. Okay. Might be a little too early for some of the wall systems that are being made now, like the prefab things. Um, I'm not sure. I'll uh, I'll look into that and get you a, get you a better answer. And it's black in color. You said it's it's black, and you know we. I, I didn't know what it was. I figuring you know that she was getting resistance that we wanted to make sure it wasn't uh, you know a pipe or or anything like that that she was mm-hmm. hitting up against. So. I'll look into that. All right, you, Dandy, you'll do a little research here. <laughs> I'm curious now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a bit of a break, and we'll uh, get uh, Kevin some kind of an answer when we uh, when we come back. If you want to text Andy your home improvement question, by all means, that number is 81807, or call us at 651-989-9226. Again, text number 81807, and we'll uh, pick up on a bunch of those when we come back as well. And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis is uh, with uh, us today, 11 below zero here in the Twin Cities. Uh, and w- welcoming, of course, phone calls all the time and text messages. Any kind of home improvement question you want to ask Andy, go ahead. 651-989-9226. Again, text number is 81807. we got a bunch of text messages, uh, Andy. 
Uh, let's see. Here's kind of an interesting one. Uh, will you, meaning Linda's, check my attic insulation free of charge and have you often told the homeowner, it looks fine, nothing needed? Has that ever happened? And not well, only are we going to to be able to tell you what, what we would do if we were you, and if there's nothing that needs to be done, then, then we're going to tell you that. But you're going to get a comprehensive report on your entire house, what your R values are, any attic air sealing opportunities that we see, and there's going to be a lot of technology that, that, that goes along with it. We're going to have our infrared imaging. We're, we have like bore scopes that we can put into certain areas and take a look at things. We are going to take a moisture, moisture levels in, in certain areas, and we're really going to give you – uh, the the four one one on what your house is doing and why it's doing it. All right, again, uh, text number eight one eight zero seven. Here is another one. We have texter says a nineteen fifty nine Rambler with the spinning turbines on the roof and vents under the eaves. The eave vents are fairly plugged with debris, which seems to occur quickly uh, after cleaning them. Is is this a possible issue? This comes from Greg from Fridley. Yeah, and I usually see this uh, when the, when those events are are clogging up pretty quickly. A lot of the times, it's because you don't have the adequate amount of events. So there's so much air going into that one little you know ten inch by four inch vent or whatever the size of vent is that you have cut into your soffit area, or if you have a fascia vent, that it clogs up really quickly. And so a lot of times, where we can fix this by redoing the soffit and fascia, we're going to cut out all of the existing wood wood soffit and my favorite soffit to put up is the true vent system by quality edge it's a hidden vent you don't really see it but the amount of venting that you get is is unparalleled than uh, to any of the other soffit systems out there it's what i just put on my own house really like it really like the way it looks um and we've had a lot of really good luck with it but a lot of times uh if we see Inadequate soffit venting more than we see inadequate roof venting, if that tells you anything. All right. We got a call uh, uh, just a bit ago uh, in in reference to the earlier caller about the, the thickness of the uh, uh, vapor barrier. Mm-hmm. And he suggested, he or she, that it might be an ABS baffle. Does that make sense? An ABS baffle. Okay. Not, not familiar with that. Sorry. Okay. All right. Thanks to the listener for that. Uh, there's a line open if you want to call in your question, 651-989-9226. Again, text is 81807. Gary is calling from Tower. What's the temp in Tower, Gary? Oh, the wife said it was 31 below zero this morning. Oh, oh. That's the air temp. Woo. Oh, yeah. Oh, of, yeah course. of course. Oh, you're a hearty Minnesotan. Well, how can uh, we help you, Gary? Well, a few years ago, we bought a two-story house. And uh, needed a foundation. Jacked it up, pulled it to the side, put in a poured wall foundation. Had a chimney in it. And when they put the house back, they did not support the chimney. So there's all that's there now is a six by six going horizontally across the chimney and a sandpipe holding it up, holding it up. Well, I want to use the chimney again. What do I have to do? Or I can run a pipe up it and put a wood burner in my basement. Can I build that? Do I have to brick that up, or can I do it with lumber and use an insulated pipe? You can use an insulated pipe. Okay, but now yep. what do I use to support the chimney? Because, like I said, it's right even with the with the uh, 
main floor, see, uh, you know, the ceiling. You know, like I said, it's on an eight-foot sandpipe holding it up. So I got to support it somehow, or it's going to come crashing down. So how far would the the insulated pipe have to? Where is this located well, I put, on the inside? I house? put the wood burner within ten feet of it. I figured I'd come down about three, four feet from the floor, and then you know over to the wood burner. You know, and then I can. I want to put a Kuna stove in there so that way I can plummet, you know, the vent pipe right into my forest air system, too. So, I mean, and everything is right there, <laughs> you know. I just don't know how. I'm not sure how much that chimney weighs, and you know, and uh, if I do need to brick that all the way down to the down to the floor, down to the, you know, the basement floor, or if I can get by putting a, a framework of wood in there and then running insulated pipe through that. So, hmm. This is something you're going to try to tackle yourself? Oh, of course. So, Not too many people want to come up and work out outside in the winter up there, you know? So. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, Andy at Lindis Co. is yep. my email, or you can go to lindisinstruction.com. Take some pictures of your situation with some measurements, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put our thinking caps on and come up with a better solution for you. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's been like that for a couple of years, and we're just, you know, days like today, you wake up, and it's about 60 degrees down in the basement, and up yeah. in the bedroom upstairs, it's about 75, you know, so, and uh, this looking some way where we can kind of even it out a little bit, but old house, you know, was built in the 40s, so it is what it is, you know, mm-hmm. so. Well, all right, Andy. Uh, give, give that uh, that uh, again. Your website, or not your website, your email address. Andy at lindisco dot com, or just go to lindisinstruction dot com. You can find us there. All right, good deal. We need to take a break. We have another half hour or so of the show to go. So call us uh, with your home improvement question or text us. The phone number is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. To our home improvement show brought to us every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch, 1-800-LEAFGUARD is the easiest number to remember. Andy Lindus is with me, as usual, this morning. And, uh, Andy, we have callers, we have texters. Let's get to it. Let's see who's been waiting. Uh, John is uh, calling from Plymouth. John, thank you. What can we do for you? Uh, Hi, yeah. So I have on my roof or within my roof every spring, pretty much every time I get like a weird fog kind of deal like happened like last weekend i get uh condensation i think is what's causing it uh all over my like it like i get like brown spots on my ceiling basically and we've had two different rounds where we've had people come in to like fix it we got insulation one time and another time they basically took our eaves and they cut um openings like under our eaves kind of like they said to increase more ventilation it seems like Every mm-hmm. time they do something, it just doesn't fix it. It gets either worse or, yeah. I don't know. So I'm not sure what in the world to do because I can't keep replacing my ceiling every year. Um, No. And unfortunately, I'm guessing just adding the insulation made it worse. And putting those vent ins probably made it worse as well. Okay. Because your real issue is air sealing and moisture flow throughout your house. What's happening is, 
real quickly, the science behind it is anytime the that air temperature is getting to a point, say, and reaches a surface that's colder than the actual dew point in your house, you're going to get condensation. And if that, that, that temperature actually lowers enough, that condensation is going to turn to frost. And once it once it's all – I've seen attics completely frosted over. And then once it gets warm enough, it starts to melt, and that's what's creating mm-hmm. those brown spots in your house. And what if you add insulation, essentially you're making the attic colder because you're just adding more thermal barrier. And you're not really usually addressing any of the air sealing issues, so you're making that attic colder. And so the frost is happening even faster, and then you're adding more ventilation to it, bringing in more outside air. So on those colder temperatures, again, making the attic colder. So all that warm air that gets through there, it condensates even faster. So the way to attack this is with attic air sealing. There is a way to do it to make sure you never have to worry about this stuff again. But it's harder. This is why most of the guys that do insulation and ventilation and and things like that in the the metro area don't address what needs to be addressed. They're getting better. The the, the, the education of our contractors is is getting better. There's there's people are, are doing this more and more and more. But we need to seal up your house, seal up your attic, maybe even get into your basement and address some issues there as well. And that's going to stop that airflow. Um, things like running your bath fan uh, every time you take a shower. Um, I've even gone so far to put those on automatic switches. So every time you come in the bathroom, that fan, as long as there's motion, is going to run. And it's going to run for 20 minutes after there is no motion just to make sure that you're getting the, the, the moisture out of the house. Like. What do they say? The average family of four creates two and a half, three gallons of water a day in your home. You know, you add a couple of pets and you having some people over that that number goes up pretty quickly and, and you can run into a lot of issues. And if uh, if if you got a lot of showers going and, and other things like that, you can it doesn't take a lot, but it is a fixable thing. The unfortunate part, what what people think is just adding insulation, usually, like you said, it makes it worse. So is that would would that entail like adding a whole new like roof setup or anything? What does something like that cost to seal it all up like that? Uh, there's a couple different ways that that you can go. Sometimes we can get in the attic and we can just address those certain areas. We're going to trample your getting in the attic. You're going to trample a lot of your insulation. In fact. The best thing to do is like what we did at Denny's house mm-hmm. is we go up there with a vacuum, big vacuum, vacuum out. A big vacuum, and that we vacuum out all of your old insulation. We really start to see all of the air leaks in in your attic, and then we go through with a few different devices. Whether those are the our Thermex boxes going over can lights, some extra uh, Thermex sheathing in like the, the the soffit areas, addressing the attic access area, and and then put down two inches of spray foam on the entire attic, sealing off anything, anything a plumbing comes in or wiring comes in or anything that goes goes into the attic. Um, that's all going to be sealed off. And then we come in and we blow insulation over the top of that, uh, usually cellulose, and we try to get the total attic anywhere from R50 to R60. Once we do that, you're not going to have frost ever again. You're not going to have any brown ceilings, and you're not changing out your roof. One issue I have, though, is that my roof is, like, it's vaulted kind of, so there's almost no, no space between the actual... Uh, roof and then the like because the ceiling vaults up with with the roof. There's not a lot okay. of space in between there and the and the roof. Well, those areas can be addressed from the outside as well. Um, 
sometimes we can get into the inside of that and dense pack those areas. And like you're, uh, we see these types of homes in Minneapolis, St. Louis Park a lot where you have like the one and a half story homes with the knee walls and you have the vaulted ceiling up in certain parts of those. And we can, we can dense pack those with cellulose and, and address some of those issues at times. But on certain occasions, those vaulted areas have to be addressed from the outside and we'll, we'll end up actually redoing your roof at that point and the sheathing and, and putting the spray foam in and then, then redoing all of that. But once that's done, you never have to worry about it again, but you have a vaulted ceiling, but you still had people add ventilation. Yeah. They cut, uh, they under the soffits or whatever, they, they opened it up and they, they cut it. They, they cut. Yeah. Big cut lines underneath the eaves and they, you know, put the siding and stuff back. But yeah. So they added ventilation. So you gotta have some kind of vented attic space then if they're adding ventilation. Not so it's not like a, a a vault where there is no no ventilation. I mean, or there's a little bit of space. I, I think they said, but not. I don't. There's not much there. Well, they you, might you'd probably have to see it out of your, your crews. I wonder if they cut vents into a hot roof, and hmm. that's going to be an issue. I mean, there's no attic shoots or anything there. I I yeah, I'd really like to. Uh, you know what? All of our estimates are free. We had people ask us before. My guys, we spend, I don't know, lately four to six hours a week training on these things with different experts that we have come in. Hmm. And we look at pictures that we find in people's houses uh, during these meetings to to train on them because every house is different. I shouldn't say every house is different, but we run into stuff that we just are surprised by on 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 a more often basis than we probably should. And so we train a lot on it and, and to have one of our guys come out with all of those tools and give you a comprehensive report on your attic, on your windows, on your front door, on any aspect of your home. It's, 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 it's something I would do, especially in your, in your situation and, and, and just go from there. We'll see what kind of plan we can come up with and, and now I really want to look at it because I'm curious of what those vents are doing into a vaulted ceiling. And, um, you know, that's the cool part of our job, Denny, is, mm-hmm. is, is, is the problem solving that we get to do and the results that we can see happen from it. It's, uh, it's really the, the fun part of the job. Well, I'll tell you what, John, I would give Lindis a call, a 1-800-LEAF-CARD. Call him come Monday and uh, just have him come out. And then you know definitively what the heck is going on there. And they do. They would do that. All right, one eight hundred Leaf Card. Thank you, John. Wendy. In the meantime, is calling in from Hopkins. Wendy, thank you for waiting. What is your question for Andy? Um, I we have really poor lighting in our living room, and I'm wondering if recessed lighting is the answer, and if so, how much does that cost to put in? Hmm. Um, it's going to vary on on what we're going to have to do um, with with our electrician and the type of lights that you actually choose and that that can vary a lot and but having said that have you thought about like a sun tunnel at all or any any anything like that uh we have this product it's a it's made by velux which makes makes skylights and it actually looks like you have a light on in your house but it's bringing in natural light and it uses zero electricity um oh. we can put it in in almost any house we can run it to almost any room, and and Denny can attest oh. that that <laughs> even on a full moon, 
it it looks like the light is on when it's a clear night out. It, it brings in that much natural light, and I don't care what type of light you have, what type of LED, what, what the shade is or how white it is, nothing quite beats natural light. I and it's kind that. of... It kind of amplifies it too, doesn't it? Given the structure of the sun tunnel, it does. It, it magnifies the natural light coming in, and and uh, it really does brighten up a room. And, and in fact, uh, when we brighten up rooms, sometimes people usually uh, it can lead to uh, another home improvement project down the road because <laughs> you start to see True. things in that room that you hadn't quite it, seen before. Yeah, it really, Wendy. It really brings in a lot of natural light, and like Andy said, it it's, it uses no electricity and. We have a dark house too, and this made a whole. In fact, after they installed it, I was I kept looking for a light switch to turn it off because it was so bright. I mean, but but a good bright. It really is that even in the evening. Well, if there's daylight, sure, absolutely. I okay. mean, it's not it's not it's not incandescent or an LED like a, it's just natural light. But it it does like Andy said. Even a full moon brings in light. It's amazing. Yeah. I do a lot of paperwork on my on my living room table, so um, and I have very bad vision, so I'm just looking for some some sort of solution to that. We've got yeah, lamps there, all over the living room. Now, um, there's there's a lot of really cool new lights with the LED options oh, yeah. that are available out there that look like can lights that install flat on the ceiling. The cool yeah. part is you don't have to really cut into the ceiling very much. You're not opening up that airspace. Um, you know, just you, you got to you got to run electricity to them obviously, but they're they're bright. I uh, uh-huh. I just inf- I just we call them disc lights and they look like can lights, but they don't they don't they're not can lights. They don't create that much heat. You're not going to be replacing the bulbs all the time. It is a uh, there's some really cool things out there when it comes to lighting and and LED right now. Uh, in fact, I just installed these uh, lights in, in an area. Um, I have these disc lights. I forget how many thousand lumens the disc lights bring off, but it's, it's, it's quite a bo- bunch, but I have a two foot by 16 inch LED uh-huh. light and it's 18,000 lumens, Denny. <laughs> it is, it's, wow. it's crazy. You light the um, world. So there are some really cool things with lighting out there and we can, we can gladly, uh, sit, put you in the right direction if you just get a hold of us and and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, Wendy, look on the website, Linda's website, and check out the Sun Tunnel and get some idea of what we're talking about. I think you'd love it for sure. All well, right. Yeah. We do it all the time in like interior hallways or bathrooms that don't have an outside window. Um, yeah. It, uh, and it, it's one of those projects or products that we have when we do it to people's houses. They tell me that. It's the best thing they've ever done. Yeah. When I hear that, that's uh, that's why I recommend them as much as I possibly can. All right, Andy, we need to take Barb, I want to alert you. You'll be next on the phone. Then we'll grab some text messages as well. We're going to take a bit of a break here. We have more home improvement talk coming. Call us, 651-989-9226. Or if it's easier, send a text, 81807. And welcome back to the Home Improvement Show presented by Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. If you want to get in touch with those good folks, Andy Lindus is helping us out this morning. Uh, and we promised to Andy Barb, calling in from Princeton, would be next. And Barb, good morning. Andy's listening. Yeah, good morning. I just want to make a comment on the, the sunlight or solar tube or whatever. Um, I had one put in a couple of years ago, and I absolutely love it. It just... Uh, amazes me how bright my bathroom is now, 
And even yet, I instinctively go to turn the light off when I leave. And I know what you mean. I realize I don't have to. But it's it's well worth it. Absolutely well worth it. I love it. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad I, I understand that. And my, we had uh, Linda's put one in my what I call my wife's bathroom. Rarely, I think, Andy, during the day, you, you even need to s- switch on a light because there's that much light. Mm-hmm. Really is unbelievable. Like I said, no electricity there. All right, six five one nine eight. Thank you, Barb. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's see. Somebody wants to know about the sun tunnels. Do they need to be in a vertical line to the outside? Uh, you you can kind of maneuver those, can you not? Uh, yeah, we can make turns. We can come down through a closet. Uh, you know, we've brought them into people's basements before. So and there's, you know, the, the the longer distance you go and and when you make turns, it obviously cuts down on the amount of natural light that is going to be amplified into that room. But it is a doable thing usually. What's going? You know, I have have not asked you yet. Is uh, what's going on with Linda's? Any special offers or anything right now in February? Uh, yeah, we still have the free labor going in on mm. our season garden windows and our infinity windows by Marvin. And, of course, uh, the attic insulation and inspections and, and whole home uh, evaluations are still free. And we're doing those hot and heavy. I think uh, it was a Friday. I think we had the 28 of those on the docket. So we've been in a lot of attics and a lot of crawl spaces, uh, really trying to address people's uh, houses and make them more comfortable. Well, let's hope, I'm looking at the forecast, let's hope uh, you and your crews have some better weather to get some things done. It looks like you might after the snow. So Yes. I hope. Now it's the snow that <laughs> is, is holding us up. We can't get up on roofs. Scaffolding is a, it's a dangerous proposition at best at times uh, on the exterior of homes. So it's, uh, you know, like I said though, a couple of weeks ago, Denny, we've been pretty lucky this year. I mean, yeah. it was... Uh, an awesome December, a really great January as far as installing things outside. So, you know, uh, living where we live, uh, it's just something that we have to deal with. And and uh, it'll be spring here uh, soon enough. And it's uh, there's a lot of uh, things to enjoy in the snow. So it's, it's why we live up here. I was going to ask you, speaking of snow, and because I, I remember in years past you talking about your crews having to get the snow off the roof because of ice dams. I haven't heard anybody talking about those yet. Ice uh, dams, that is. Yeah, you know, we had crews out on roofs last week. You did. Um, uh, uh, Friday was a big day for snow removal for us. Just because uh, certain places know that with this much snow, you're going to have ice dams. In fact, I made a boo-boo on my own house. Uh-oh. Um, and I knew it going in, and I was going to fix it when I got up to redo. I haven't done the – so I, I built a garage, and on my garage I have a lean-to all the way around. Well, the upper roof is completely done. On the lean-to, I just have the underlayment because we're going to be installing uh, this spring uh, GAF's uh, new solar panel system on there. And uh, so we just didn't do any roofing there, and I figured, uh, you know, I can go a, a winter with just my my heat pipe, my my vent coming out the side between the two roofs, and it shouldn't be that big of a worry. And, uh, Friday morning, I uh, I get up and and my wife points out to me. She goes, uh, "I don't see the exhaust coming out of the vent pipe on the garage." I'm like, "Oh <laughs> no!" I look up there and it's just drifted over in snow from the lower roof all the way to the upper roof. And I'm like, "So I uh, here I am uh, Friday morning, uh, 7 a.m. pulling a ladder out and going up and shoveling off my my own roof." Now nothing had happened. It had created some ice up there. It was still venting. There was enough space there where it was still venting. I was just wasn't seeing the exhaust come out. Uh, 
one uh my my garage is very very well insulated so luckily that boiler is not kicking on nearly as much as i thought it would so it's saving me a lot of money that way uh but uh yeah I'm like, it was just kicking myself in the butt going well, you you know better than this you just you're trying to hold off until next year to run it up through the roof and and it just didn't yeah so I uh, some, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on. But having said that, there's a lot of houses that are just designed goofy, or commercial properties that are designed goofy, and they just need to have the snow removed on them. We know over the years that if we don't, it's gonna cause issues. But I'm guessing next week we're gonna start getting those leaky calls, the sidewall calls, things of that nature, and and uh, we'll be out and we'll be ready with our steamers and shovels to to help anybody to in it. need. Sure. We have yeah. about sixty seconds to go, Andy. Real fast, it's probably a comment. Uh, from a texter, uh, Linda's construction resided uh, and re-roofed my house two years ago. Is it too late to have insulation evaluation done now? No, never too no. late. Um, and never. And, and to be honest with you, uh, new policy for us last year was uh, we do that automatically on all roofs, just so we have a comprehensive idea of what's going on. So a lot of times we're going to tighten up. We're going to be changing some of the ventilation and and really. When you're doing a roof, it should be addressed from the ceiling, inside ceiling on up as, as a whole. It's a mm-hmm. system. And if you're not addressing that entire system, then then you're really going to want to open yourself up to some issues down the road. And, yeah. and you're probably not helping out the customer as much as you should. So, yeah, no matter when you had home improvements done, you can always at least get up in the attic and do some type of an evaluation. You do want to be careful. If your attic is pretty good, you can disturb some of that insulation. Okay. So you Got just it. don't want to go up there and just trample around no. and take measurements yourself. You want to you want to figure it out. Got to go, Andy. Go there. All right. Good. Sounds good. Talk to you next week here on CCO.